There's a lot to cover today, and I'm doing it all by myself. So let's go ahead and get at it. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein. Well, that's normally him, but you know what? Both of us are bogged down right this very minute. Jimmy is in the middle of a move. He's going to be in Tuscaloosa for a while. I, I think ultimately he'll move to the beach, but um, he's moving from Mobile to Tuscaloosa, so he'll be even closer to the action. He is very, very busy today getting out of his house, and um, I've got a lot of things going on too, but you don't want to hear about all that. So I figured, hey, let me just go ahead and give sort of a State of the Union uh, overall Alabama SEC roundup here today. So that's what I'm going to do. want to thank you for making us your first listen when it comes to Alabama podcast. Thank you guys so much. We love being a part of this network and we hope that you enjoy watching and listening. Also want to thank Bet Online for being the title sponsor of this particular podcast day. You can see the little crawler down there below. And uh, so there we go. A couple of things I wanted to talk about. First of all, Austin P coming up this weekend. Look, this is a throwaway game. You know it. I know it. Nick Saban didn't want us to say it, but that's what it is. We are Austin P's first uh, Power Five conference game of the year. This should be 100% a bloodbath. I know all about the uh, blank through a tin horn or whatever it was that Nick Saban said many moons ago about a, a different team that actually had a good game against us um, in one of these bye games. But uh, this is – not going to be that way. This Austin P team is not great. I looked them up just because I was curious. Uh, but I'm usually not curious about these particular teams because they they don't bring a ton to the table. I don't mean that as a slight. It's we all know what this is. Um, but they are uh, they're 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 not super. So um, Alabama should handle its business. So the question is, how exactly do you handle that? And what are we looking for when it comes to this game? I think the and, and what can you get out of it? I think the first thing you can get out of this is going back to imposing your will. We all want to see Bryce Young throw for a gazillion yards. He's got two games left. I'm thinking in an Alabama uniform. Jimmy disagrees with me. He thinks Bryce Young will play in a bowl game. I do not. I don't know that he should. I would love for him to. I want him to. But I totally understand if he doesn't. Now, having said that, let's just go on the assumption Bryce Young is only going to be in an Alabama uniform two more times. One of them will be this game. I assume he'll be for about a quarter and a half, maybe a half, if that much. So we all want to see him throw. We also want to see him get his stats. All that's fantastic. But in the end, I think it's going to be much more important. Look, Jace McClellan was finding his groove Saturday, probably for the first time all year. I mean, yeah, he had an 80-yard touchdown run against Texas, but that feels like – four seasons ago, doesn't it? So he was starting to get nice, tough yards. Wardale Williams was getting some nice, tough yards. He's not a breakaway threat, but he, he was getting some really hard yards, really churning those legs. I would like to see those two guys get even more opportunities. I know that may come at the expense of Jamarian Miller and, and maybe a Trey Sanders late in the game, and we want them to get on the field because we all like to see them, right? But I think it's important that we establish these two guys because they're going to be the guys next year, you think, unless one of these freshmen comes in. So I, I want to see these two guys really solidify their identities 
this week against Austin P leading up to the Iron Bowl. Jameer Gibbs, his health, um, obviously he had an ankle issue against Ole Miss. He didn't really play in the second half. So does he play at all at this game? And if he does, I think we have to group him in with uh, McClellan and with Roydale Williams and trying to get them as much playing time and, and many carries as possible. Just get them in a groove. Um, I think this Auburn team is, can be susceptible to the run. It can be susceptible to the pass too. But um, in the end, what we're trying to do here is is set a tempo and reestablish an identity. And I think you do that by – uh, the ground and pound for right now. And I think Alabama can ground and pound these next two games, sort of uh, get the identity of toughness again. That's what I really want to see. Um, that is going to be crucial, if you ask me. Now, a couple other things before I get to the next two segments, I'm going to be talking about just the state of college uh, football in general and, and what I see coming. I do want to give a shout-out to the girls' soccer team. Um I've got two daughters that both play soccer, one of them in Ohio. Uh, she's in 10th grade. I, I do believe she's good enough to play soccer on the collegiate level. Will she play at somewhere like Alabama? Now that Alabama is so good, I don't know. She's dying to come to the university, so that's wonderful news for me. She'll be closer to me. Um, and we went to the game. We didn't get to see any of it, not because it was so crowded, but because um, we eventually just had to go. We wanted to go on into the basketball game. And so I got to go see the Alabama basketball team Friday night too, but I thought there was at least a nice-looking crowd heading that direction for the girls' soccer team. They ended up beating Jackson State, if you didn't know, 9-1, to and um, now they will play Portland on Friday, and again, right before the Alabama basketball game. The girls' team will play at 6, the men's basketball is at 8, so if you can sneak over there and go see the soccer for just a little bit and then move on to the basketball game, that's awesome. I know a lot of people will be at the high school playoffs, in the state of Alabama this year. But uh, if you can go support those girls because they are number one in the country, that would be fantastic. And then, hey, look, you can you don't even have to leave your car. You can go to the soccer game, go to the basketball game. By the time the basketball game is over at 10 o'clock, just sleep in your car. The kickoff for Austin Peay is at 11. You're going to leave early anyway, so just hang out. Um, that was that. That's a very good thing. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Tennessee lost yesterday in basketball, by the way. I, I don't know why I got a kick out of that. It's probably good for Alabama if they do well, but they lost to Colorado, who had lost to Grambling State. So I don't know if that means anything, but if, um, you know, some of y'all get a kick out of Tennessee losing, well, if you didn't know it, now you do. Tennessee lost in basketball, and uh, Alabama was called by one uh, basketball – not enthusiast, one basketball writer – uh, saying, hey, I think Alabama's the second best basketball team in the Southeastern Conference this year based on these two games. And right now I would agree with them. That is a fluid thing. Uh, frankly, I could make the case Alabama may be the best team in the SEC right now. Again, subject to change, all very fluid. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about just what's going on in the SEC and what I can see going forward. Thank you for staying with us on Locked on Bama. And we want to thank uh, Simply Safe. Look, if you want to be safe and you want to be safe simply, well, I mean, is there anything better than Simply Safe? I mean, Simply Safe is the uh, website you want to go check out, simplysafe.com. That's S I M P L I S A F E, Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, well, you don't want to put it off anymore. It's just time. I mean, things are getting crazy out there, y'all. You want to be safe. And we have this at my house. My wife loves it. Uh, it is. It has helped us out. We haven't had an incident like anybody breaking in or anything, but we've had an incident where like 
it, 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 we're glad we had this. So I just want to leave it at that. Um, right now, Lock on Bama listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. You want to go to Simply Safe, check them out, get 50% off. You can't beat it in an emergency. Uh, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. And that's what we all need is priority police response. Don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash you uh, slash locked on college today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college this is their biggest discount of the year so don't wait there's no safe like simply safe okay um a few other things i want to talk about just sec wise uh first of all georgia is clearly the cream of the crop that is boy newsflash right um has georgia assumed the mantle of the top of the sec from alabama in terms of uh long term Boy, people are going to kill me for this. I think they may have. Um, their identity is exactly what our identity was. And we seem to have um, regressed a little bit. I think that the Bill O'Brien experiment um, has certainly contributed to that. Doesn't mean we can't get it back. Uh, our recruiting is, is good enough to be able to uh, retake that title. Uh, it's also fair to remember Georgia has uh, a 28th year senior who's 37 years old leading that squad at quarterback. And frankly, he's got a lot more wiggle than you think. If you watched this game against Mississippi State last week, he had an incredible run for a touchdown from about five yards out where he shook somebody out of his shoes. And that's not uh, something you'd expect to see from Stetson Bennett. But I think that uh, Georgia, yeah. I mean, I, I would say, do I think Georgia, if you were to ask me, is Georgia or Alabama going to have more success in the next – four or five years in terms of national championships and, and SEC titles. I'm going to side with Georgia. I don't, I'm not fired up about that. I'm just saying until we make a change at offensive coordinator again, and until we can either be the, um, you know, joyless murder ball or be the very joyful Steve Sarkeesian, Lane Kiffin kind of offense that we, that we thrived under. How am I supposed to think that, that we're going to overtake Georgia when their schedules are easier? Now, have you seen their schedule next year? It is, it is a cakewalk. It is class 3A football in the state of Alabama schedule. It, it's really bad. Um, so, yeah, I feel like even with a new quarterback, they, they're going to be a, a, a certainly right there at the end and probably be undefeated to the SEC title game because I don't see anywhere that they could possibly lose on that slate they have next season. So I think short term, if you were to say who's going to win more national slash SEC titles in the next four to five years. I, and if the choices are just Alabama and Georgia, I'm going to side with Georgia. I, again, I don't like it. I don't want to like it. I, I'm just trying to be as honest as I can. But I also believe my opinion on this can change depending on who we hire at offensive coordinator. And, yes, I'm making a, a very big assumption that Bill O'Brien is gone because I feel like that's something that uh, – just needs to happen. So uh, that's one thing that that's sort of out there. And then who is who is going to be the next in line? Um, is it going to remain LSU? I mean, do, do people really believe that just because they're making the SEC West, uh, being the SEC West representative this year? Is, is it going to be an Auburn team that 
you know, maybe they get back on track with the right hire of a Hugh Freeze, a Lane Kiffin, or whatever they go with. Um, is it going to be A&M? Are they going to be able to get uh, all their their house straight? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I, if I had to put money on one of those three teams, and I think it will be one of those three, I, I would say it is LSU. I think they've got the best coach of that group, and they certainly have uh, access to some incredible talent. Uh, so I think LSU is going to continue to be a problem. And I thought Brian Kelly would was masterful now. The more I think about his going for two and going to win and trying to create a culture and a mindset of let's, it's ours, let's go get it, I think that was brilliant. So I, I give Brian Kelly a lot of props for that, and I think LSU probably is uh, second in command uh, in the SEC West. I still think Alabama is the dominant force, but it's, uh, LSU will be next. Then, uh, you know, the, the thing with Auburn and the coaching, that's interesting. And how does all this affect Alabama? Well, what if it is Lane Kiffin, as the rumors are rampant right now that Lane Kiffin is essentially a done deal to Auburn? If that's the case, um, how does this affect Alabama? Well, I think that Auburn, it certainly elevates Auburn. There's no doubt about that, that it elevates Auburn immediately. Anything other than Brian Harson was an elevation. He was god-awful. I as bad as Mike Dubose was for Alabama, he loved him from Alabama, right? I mean, and as bad as Mike Shula was in a lot of cases, he did he did recruit. He recruited some good dudes. I mean, he recruited some good players. And some of them weren't great dudes, but they were good players. I mean, Keith Brown was a very good player. DJ uh, Hall was a very good player. Um, Franchoni, he was the best coach of those three. I don't think there's any doubt about it. His, his 77 to nothing loss to – Oklahoma at Texas A&M, notwithstanding, Franchoni was the best coach of those three I just mentioned in Alabama lore. So um, all of them had their positives. Brian Harson brought nothing to the table. He hated recruiting. He didn't really buy into Auburn at all, didn't like it, um, and he wasn't a great coach. So, yeah, he, he brought literally nothing to the table, so anybody's going to be better. Lane Kiffin will be an interesting hire because, first of all, you know, when it comes to the whole uh, culture thing, is it a great culture fit? Yes and no. No in the sense that he certainly doesn't fit the definition of what they like to think an Auburn man is. But he is sort of a fun-loving, um, take-your-digs kind of guy. And I think that is very Auburn. I think that, you know, they they feel like – Auburn feels like a younger generation thing to me. Alabama feels certainly more old school. I don't think I'm breaking any news here. But, I mean, Auburn's more swag surf. And I think that Lane Kiffin's very swag surf. So that could be a good fit. Um, I don't think he's going to kill Alabama in recruiting or anything like that. Alabama's still going to get their dudes and probably get the pick of the litter for the most part. Every now and again, there'll be somebody that will want to play for Lane Kiffin because it's interesting. I get that. Um, and I think transfer portal-wise, Lane Kiffin will kill it, just like he's been killing it at Ole Miss if he were to go to Auburn. Now, how would it affect us with Sunterine Perkins? I, I think Alabama would certainly bump up into the driver's seat there in his recruitment. That would be awesome. Would Auburn jump into the mix? You know, I don't know that. I, I feel like uh, Perkins is more of a – I'm going to Mississippi because I'm, I'm a Mississippi kid and Lane Kiffin, like those two things together. So going to Auburn, I don't think he just followed Lane Kiffin to Auburn. Especially, I think he really w would like to go to Alabama. The allure plan for the home state and the fact that Lane Kiffin is doing well at Ole Miss is pulling him in. If that gravitational pull is not there, I think he probably ends up at Alabama, assuming Alabama is still pursuing him hot and heavy, and I, I have every reason to believe they will be. So that could be a positive for us. Um, 
and and w- there's some other guys out there certainly that are committed to Ole Miss, but I don't know a ton of them that Alabama's pursuing. So it would also, I think, help Alabama in the state of Mississippi recruiting uh, if, if Lane Kiffin were to were to go to Auburn. I don't think it would dent Alabama all that much in the state of Alabama, and I think it would help in the state of Mississippi. So there's, there's a couple of positives there. That said, there is no doubt uh, Lane Kiffin will do some good things at Auburn. Will he win a national championship? I, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think so. But I think he's good enough to certainly elevate Auburn to the point of they could expect 10 wins every year. And that is they hadn't had 10 wins since 2017, and they've only done it that one time since 2013. So you know, 10, expecting 10 wins a year uh, would be a huge positive for Auburn, and I think it would be a really good hire. Now, would he stay long term? That's a that's a whole nother discussion, and I think you could say that about any coach ever anymore. So I wouldn't worry about that in the least for the moment. All right, let me tell everybody about Bet Online. Go to BetOnline.net. I promise you, you will love this website. It's the best place to put your bet in. BetOnline.net. It is so easy. It is so easy to navigate. You can do whatever you want. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can bet on MLB when it's back. You can bet on college football, college basketball, NBA, NFL, whatever you want. MMA. They got it at BetOnline.net. You will love this website. It'll be one of your go-tos that you'll have bookmarked. So easy to navigate. And that's that's like the big thing, right? And you can deposit with a credit card. That's, that's also awesome. BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. A couple other things I just want to throw out there. Um, and again, I'm sorry for the abbreviated episode today. It is just me going solo. I'm literally going off the cuff. Um, love anybody to have any questions, comments in the comments, questions section, whatever that's called beneath YouTube. Or you can email me. Some of you have emailed me, and I think that's great. Um, if you've got my email, go for it. Uh, and if you know, you can say bad things to me. That's fine. I'll just block you. Uh, and then you'll get a new email address. It'll be a whole thing. Be kind of fun, cat and mouse. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about Steve Sarkeesian because, okay, I don't think Texas is going to fire him. But if Texas were to fire Steve Sarkeesian, if they were, like let's say the bottom really falls out, they got a couple of games they could lose coming up. I think it's Texas and Baylor they've got coming up. What if he loses both of those? What if they fire him and then if we've let go of Bill O'Brien, I mean, is anybody else just like smiling ear to ear thinking about the possibility of Steve Sarkeesian coming back? Again, don't think it's going to happen. Not announcing it, not predicting it, just saying, I mean, if we're going to live in, in a world where I can dream a little bit, having Steve Sarkeesian back and, and Ty Simpson at quarterback or Drake May, um, Again, I saw where somebody on Twitter said I started that rumor. I didn't start that rumor. I just am running with it. I would love for Drake May to be transferred to Alabama. I don't think it's going to happen. But if if I'm dreaming about Steve Sarkeesian, why can't we have Drake May come over and, you know, throw it to Calvin Johnson and Julio Jones? Um, anywho, I just find it interesting that uh, Texas loses TCU at home. I thought that was a golden opportunity for Steve Sark to get – like his signature win because see the Oklahoma, the red river rivalry. Now that, that blowout, that looks like nothing. Now Oklahoma just lost to, to West Virginia. That looks like nothing. So it, nobody's going to be impressed with that Yeah, I mean, you, you want, it's going to look good in the history books, 49, nothing or whatever it was, but it, it's as far as judging a coach right now on his merits, that just is not that impressive. So 
the fact that he lost TCU, the fact that he lost to us, and we aren't Alabama of old when he probably should have won that game too. Um, man, you got to be thinking, geez, te- Texas might be on the verge of letting him go. Now, where would they go? Would they go to Lane Kiffin? I mean, that opens up a whole new can of worms. But I'm just saying it would be incredible if they were to let him go we coincidentally let Bill O'Brien go or let him, you know, encourage him to go take another job. And then Steve Sarkeesian just slides back into our DMs. That would be wonderful. Don't think it'll happen. Want it to happen. And then, of course, there's the whole fallout of Archie Manning, um, which is that's for another podcast. But for right now, my dreams are stopping at Steve Sarkeesian. I'm not going to bring Drake May into the equation. Um then the other thing I want to talk about is the Pac-12. Uh, is there any conference that just has never been able to get out of its own way any more than the Pac-12? Uh, UCLA loses at home to less than mid-Arizona squad. Um, USC, I mean, they're fine, but, I mean, is anybody really scared of them? If they make the playoffs, it's going to be a bloodbath, whoever takes them on. They're just going to murder them. Um, if they were because they would play either Ohio State or Georgia, you would have to assume the one and two teams, and they would just get destroyed. Um, Oregon, they've got everything in front of them. Everything's and people were willing to forgive them for 49 3 opening day loss to Georgia. They were willing to forgive them and say, We'll even give you a rematch. And they blow it at home against Washington. And Bo Nix is, you know, he's up for the Heisman. And the next thing you know, he goes out in a crucial moment just for a, just for a minute. And uh, the coach makes some pretty uh, questionable decisions. Uh, Washington, meanwhile, yeah, they, they're fine. I like uh, Michael Penix, good quarterback. But, uh, I mean, again, not setting the world on fire. Um, just, wow, this conference, just they can't get out of their own way. And so you, it, it's really making me feel like I, I just care less and less if the West Coast is mad about the SEC and Big Ten bias. I mean – I would love for the Pac-12 to be a viable option in terms of national championship contenders. They're just not. They 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 don't bring a lot to the table. And even if even if they just brought what they bring in terms of records, if they were passionate, you know, if they had the passion, again, props to Auburn, if they had the passion of of a team like Auburn, a three and sixteen that showed out as a fan base on Saturday night because they wanted to support their own. Do you think if UCLA was three and six and they played another three and sixteen, that they would sell out the Rose Bowl? They don't sell that mother out when they're undefeated and playing undefeated. Do you think anywhere outside of potentially Oregon, potentially Washington, and potentially Utah would sell out under just about any circumstance? I mean, it, you need the passion and you need the success, or you need the success. It's best to have both but they need one of the two and they just don't feel like they have either one right now. Um, And the one team that I think potentially had a very good shot to make this happen this year was Utah. They blew it against Florida. And of course they already have another loss, which escapes me. I can't remember what that loss is. It doesn't matter. Oh, UCLA. And they got blown out by UCLA if I remember. So um, yeah, I'm just not here for the PAC 12 pity party. And um, they, they've got to do something else. And I don't know what's going to happen, but it feels like the Pac-12 here very shortly is going to go away. And we're about to have uh, the 
NFC and AFC of some description. Again, that's all stuff for another podcast. But I appreciate you guys hanging with me for this solo ride. Again, totally off the cuff. So if I screwed something up, I mean, write your congressman. Do we even know who that is yet? Have we had all the runoffs? Anywho, uh, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Jimmy will be back tomorrow, and we will uh, we'll both be here for our witty banner. And we will see you then. Roll tight, everybody.